Welcome. I'm Jim McGinnis, and this is the 37th episode of Stories We Can Tell, a place for thoughts, musings, and passages of this old Floridian. I've been a high school social studies teacher and coach here in my hometown of Melbourne, Florida for the past 35 years, and I've taught all sorts of things. Of course, my favorites are American history and anything about Florida. By the way, three years ago, I wrote a book called Tending to the Past. Hope you check it out. Please follow me as we tend to our past, present, and future. As far as these podcasts go, oftentimes my studio is my back porch where there are frequently sounds of crickets, birds, barking dogs, and trains. You may hear a little rain hitting the tin roof today. So I apologize for the raw recordings. That's me, unbridled and unvarnished. Well, let's get started, shall we? been a rainy day here for for some reason it reminded me of the flag something I wrote a while back on a rainy day just like this one it's called flags of our children I'll start it off with an excerpt by Shelby Struthers one of my favorites hope you like it My dog was at my side now, sniffing and wagging her tail. I had the flag in my hands, and I saw one more image. A man in a uniform, row of ribbons, captain bars, and a smile. My father. The flag in my hands was his flag. It once was draped over his coffin almost 20 years ago. Then it was carefully folded by other soldiers wearing white gloves and handed to me in a ceremony. And a man with stars on his shoulders handed me the flag that day and said on behalf of a grateful country, my father's efforts were deeply appreciated and should never be forgotten. Then he handed me that flag. And that flag is my father. That was Shelby Struther. I'm Jim McGinnis, and this is called flags of our children. It may come as a surprise to some folks, but I like the Pledge of Allegiance. Yeah, I may have some libertarian leanings, but I like the pledge and I love the flag. Some may wonder how a child of the 60s and 70s emerged as a chest-thumping patriot. My formative political experiences included assassinations, scandals, and riots and I am far removed from the hawk and the dove for that matter. But my favorite song is still the Star Spangled Banner. Right up there with the pirate looks at 40 and Freebird and into the mystic. All sorts of people have objections to saying the Pledge of Allegiance and predictably school boards steer clear of anything controversial. I ask my students to stand, although they have the option not to. In 30 years, I can only remember a few instances where they chose to sit, and those are stories for other times. I'm not quite sure why the pledge causes such a stir. It's not binding. It doesn't hold you to something you don't want to be held to. The standing is more important than the saying. 
I've never been much for taking oaths or signing codes or pledges. Hell, if you have no loyalty, my brother-in-law said, what good is taking an oath? Anyone can raise their right hand and say it. If you have no honor, what good does it serve to sign an honor code? People without honor would sign anything. The promise must come from within. But there's something about putting my hand over my heart. It reminds me of the spiritual nature of liberty. In its simplest form, a ritual is defined as an act in which one experiences the sacred. What could be a better way to start the day? Some of the words and phrases in the pledge to this day, I'm not sure why they're in there. And maybe the word allegiance throws us off. I try to keep my focus on the flag, but then there's that phrase for which it stands. jumps out at me. There it is, the American idea. Individualism. Equality. The pledge is first person present tense. I tell my students that the time during the pledge is deeply personal by standing and placing your hand over your heart in front of the flag, by embracing your own dignity and worth, you are promising to respect yourself and hold yourself accountable. The pledge may mean something more, but it certainly isn't anything less. The pledge of the flag is a reminder. When I see the flag, I see my father and grandfather. I see my friends and former students who lost their lives in service to our country. And I see my mother and sisters, and Alice Paul, and Billie Holiday. But I also see my children and grandchildren. You may see something different. Take from the pledge what you need, I tell my students. Those 20 seconds are for you. When the Supreme Court ruled flag burning was symbolic free speech, Texas v. Johnson, 1989, I think they made a mistake. Uh, the flag is more than a symbol. Even then, symbols hold much more importance than the court may realize. Once again, we seem to be in the business of cherry-picking the meaning of symbols, largely because we don't know, how, know, don't know the whole story behind them. Symbols are powerful. They stir passion and sometimes anger. But the court's act of diminishing the importance of symbols, especially the flag, serves no lasting purpose in a democracy. Maybe we should stop looking only to lawyers to define our rights, since the question of liberty is not a legal issue, but a moral one. Through all of this, it's still hard as hell to stir patriotism in teenagers. They're so self-conscious and deathly afraid of appearing corny and cheesy. Even a group of advanced placement seniors seem hesitant to let their hair down and express their love of country. Disenthrall yourself, I say, conjuring Lincoln. But 9-11 changed all that. At least it did for a while, I guess. The days that followed the attack, we all showed a little more of ourselves to each other. During those dark times, I was given my most memorable day as a teacher. In my old windowless classroom, a massive 48-star American flag covered the wall. With all due respect to Alaska and Hawaii, this was the flag that flew when I was born, and my niece thought I would appreciate the vintage banner 
as a gift. I surely did. My students, almost all upperclassmen at the time, were impressed by the sheer size of the flag, but few noticed the slightly different configuration of stars. After 9-11, it seemed like we were all searching for some expression of unity, young and old alike. Things that normally seemed cheesy were not, and for a time, a brief time, we all let down our guard. When President Bush threw his support behind the pledge across America, many of us embraced that moment for the unity it provided. At 2 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time, Friday, October 12th, students and teachers in over 100,000 schools stood up and said the Pledge of Allegiance together. Now at about five minutes to two on that day, there was a knock on my door. When I opened it, there stood 50 or 60 kids from my other classes. They asked if it was okay if they came in and pledged to your big old flag, as they called it. And begging the fire marshal's forgiveness, I had about 80 students in that dingy room facing the flag and saying the pledge on that day. The moment passed and the students filed out, returning to their classes. And after the bell rang, ending the period, I stepped through the back door, joining the library, found a corner, said thank you. This is Jim McGinnis, Fairwinds. Stories We Can Tell, and I'm Jim McGinnis, wishing you fair winds.